0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality
1: Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World
0: Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna.
1: Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone out there in uh, Unity Radio Land. Uh, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, where we talk about what is getting in your way and in your life and keeping you from being able to create the life you want and fulfill all your dreams and passions. Or maybe you don't even know what your dreams are, are well. This show is absolutely dedicated to helping you figure that out. And each week we provide a different topic uh, to be able to reach those blockages in all ways. Once you're on a spiritual path, you have more of a chance of being able to evolve and unblock and reveal the truth of who you really are. So, uh, thank you for having me today. We're going to have a fun show today, but I also um, uh, want to be able to talk about some of the other things that are going on and coming up. Um, yes, you just heard um, that there are other wonderful Unity shows um, uh, on on. Unity Online Radio, you don't want to miss. You want to be able to hear all the different uh, shows that we're doing here. After me, Dr. Dream, Kelly Walden Sullivan, who is a personal friend that I absolutely adore. And we always have a good time. Um, after uh, Kelly is is Temple Hayes. Uh, don't miss today's show at Temple Hayes. She has a special guest on talking about a book uh, that she had written, and then uh, Diane Ray is after that. Great lineup today, all right. And um, what I want to do today is—is is I had a great time this weekend because my wife and I went and we saw one of my most favorite movies, The Lion King. It was the remake, and boy, did they do an absolutely incredible job. I don't care what different um, critiques or reviews you read or heard about this movie. It's absolutely worth going to see. Uh, Today's technology is amazing uh, when they make movies. And it it was so lifelike. There was nothing about that movie that looked fake at all. And what was so wonderful is truly brought to life all those favorite characters, uh, besides Mufasa, who was such a regal lion, and Simba, who was adorable when he was a cub. But then Timon and, and uh, Pumba, oh my gosh, absolutely unbelievable characters, okay? But... There is more to that movie than just the entertainment value. Um, And this is one thing that a lot of people did not know and do not realize about Walt Disney. Walt Disney was a very metaphysical and spiritual person. So... All of the movies that he wound up choosing uh, to turn into movies, there were a lot of them were books originally, but he specifically chose stories that weren't just for moral values for the children because he knew who were going to be taking these children to movies the adults, the parents, and so there would have to be something special for the parents as well, and there was. There were metaphysical messages for almost all of his older movies, and especially some of the more contemporary modern ones. So that's what I really want to get into today, because is so much spiritual um, wisdom in our everyday world that if you just keep eyes open and your ears open to it you can receive it there are messages and guidance everywhere everywhere we look i mean just in the fact alone that uh, we take parts of nature for example in in the tree we look at a tree and we've come up with the symbol of the tree of life as a meaningful metaphor and metaphysical meaning as to our existence Um, and our relationship and connection with the God source and all that's created out of just one tree, right? So uh, as beings are inspired to do that. So the funny thing about that is we don't always know consciously in our human minds that that is the reason why we're doing things. So People will ask me, well, how do you know Walt Disney actually intended the story to mean that? Well, I'll tell you what. it does matter whether he intended it or not. He was inspired to do it for a reason, and we are inspired to do certain things for reasons, and we don't always know what the inspiration is for. Uh, if if we have the inspiration to write a book, that seems to be a little bit more reasonable as to, okay, why would we be inspired to write a book? But Because we want to put our thoughts and creativity in words and on paper and then put it out into the world, get it published. But why would Walt Disney choose one movie over another, one book over another, make into a movie, right? Um, Why would the creators over there at Disney Studios decide... to to choose um, one particular topic to make a movie out of. And so those are questions. Why do you choose some of the things you choose during your everyday living? You know, and there are uh, many of those choices are consciously made, but I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of those choices are unconsciously made. Remember, I told you 95 to 98 percent of the human mind is in unconscious awareness. That's a big portion there. You know what I mean? A really big portion of the mind, and, and it has a huge control over you and me. So there may not always be a complete clear understanding as to why we're choosing things, but there can be a soulful one as well as there is that, uh, remember that little child that's influencing us every so often. But our inspirations aren't always clear to us our job is to grab hold of them own them and go after them and maybe uh, for the most part we'll see the clarity of the information once it comes to fruition like why I was inspired to do this so do I know for a fact that uh, when Disney studios was creating were creating the Lion King movie that they knew specifically that what they were doing and what they put out there, no I can't guarantee that unless I speak to them specifically but I can tell you this because Walt Disney was such a spiritual person and the Disney family um, uh, they were pretty inclusive themselves in working with Walt um, I would have to uh, believe that there was an intention there was a spiritual message because when I um, translate some of these movies for you you'll totally understand what I'm talking about and it'll make total sense to you that this has to be the message behind the movie Um, just as as George Lucas who wrote Star Wars hear me talk about that all the time yes I know this man is completely uh, metaphysical and spiritual I know that fact uh, because I have a a colleague and friend who worked with George um, on many projects so he does know and he validated for me you're absolutely right and that George did intend to write Star Wars as a message now did he know what all that message was going to be specifically I don't think he knows specific. I don't think we always know um, every single step we take as to the message behind it and the and the madness behind it in terms of the creativity behind it. But the point is, is that we do it. Um, and so I'm feeling the same way about Walt Disney and his movies. And that's why uh, – I love talking about this so much. And because The Lion King has is a recent movie, uh, it's even more profound to speak about it. So that way when you go watch it, and even if you did see it already, you need to see it again with these spiritual eyes that I'm going to explain to you. And it takes on a whole different experience. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I have talked about my movie in my workshop that I do, God It's Not Working, the lecture, and I actually include a very special scene that I will talk about with you uh, that is in the movie uh, that's very special, and it's the most important part and scene in the movie because it's the whole purpose and message for the entire movie, and and I'll get to that in just a moment but but let's break it down let's break down even some of his other movies, for example, one of the earliest movies, or a couple of the earliest movies is Pinocchio um and and then um, whether it be Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs, okay well, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs um, is really interesting because in the Bible, remember, I always said that Adam and Eve together represent the completeness of the god force the divine feminine and the divine masculine and as long as the divine feminine and the divine masculine are in balance within of us everything else is in balance okay so snow white and the seven dwarfs well believe it or not snow white obviously will represent our divine feminine and intuition and prince charming represents the divine masculine and our logic and strength guess what the seven dwarfs represent that's right i hear you out there our seven spiritual centers and chakras I mean, why wasn't the story written with six dwarfs or eight dwarfs? Because the number seven is a very spiritual number, okay? So, you've got the seven chakras. Now, when you watch the movie and you see anything about the story, as long as the seven chakras, so the seven dwarfs are working together they're fine they're happy and everything is okay but when they're out of balance more like sneezy dopey doc just think of the individual characters that they are and each one of them represents one of our individual chakras so the whole message Um, of the movie is as long as your divine feminine, Snow White, and your divine masculine, Prince Charming, are together and working in balance, your chakra system, your seven spiritual, or the seven dwarfs, will also work in harmony and balance. And if you recall the story, is when when you're, the intuition, when Snow White um, was asleep because she was hurt by the witch, right, or the queen, her, her queen mother, who was jealous of her. Well, when she was in that state, everything was out of balance and, and out of um, alignment, shall we say. And um, it wasn't until Prince Charming, the strength, the courage that we have to wake up, our intuition, and listen to it, and heed it, and, and, and join together with it, that then the seven dwarfs even worked in balance and alignment. And of course, the end of the story is that everybody lived happily ever after. So that's no... Seven Dwarfs, which talks about our own lives, our own divine masculine feminine, and our seven chakras that are supposed to work in all harmony and together when we complete and balance all of who we are. Okay. Pinocchio. I love Pinocchio. Okay. In the movie Pinocchio, Papa Geppetto is a puppeteer and he creates a wooden puppet. And he wishes for that wooden puppet to be a real live son. He never had a child, and he wanted a real live son. And because he was such a good, loving person, the good fairy came along and turned um, Pinocchio alive, right? Um, And then gave Pinocchio and Papa Geppetto, well, mostly Pinocchio, a little friend, Jiminy Cricket, who was his conscience. His conscience was Jiminy Cricket in the movie. And if you remember, Pinocchio was going to school. Papa Geppetto was so thrilled that Pinocchio came alive, but he still was a wooden puppet. Um, so Papa Geppetto sent him to school, and Pinocchio got all caught up with the kids and became a jackass because of that. And 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 so um, uh, Papa Geppetto went out to find him because he was lost. Um, uh, he, Papa Geppetto gets swallowed. Sw- uh, by the whale, and then so does Pinocchio. Pinocchio sees him, Pinocchio saves Papa Geppetto, and because Pinocchio was such a, a good hero and a good boy, and realized that it was wrong for him to get caught up in the fun of life and stuff like that, he was turned into a real live boy. Well, in explaining that and telling you that it has a metaphysical meaning, I bet you you can put that together. Papa Geppetto represents God. Pinocchio represents us. When we were first created, obviously we weren't made of wood, but we were new. We were children, okay, and we weren't ourselves yet. We weren't a full being yet at all. Um, We were just getting to know life, and so what does Papa Geppetto, what does God do? God let us go out into the world to learn, created this universe for us to come down in so it was just like uh Pinocchio going off to school but in the process of us coming here instead of going to school and learning about ourselves we got caught up in the physicality we got caught up in the fun and the games and the rivalry and the and the challenges right and we all we wanted to do was play 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 just like Pinocchio did and we turned into jackasses Because we literally forgot our purpose, our intention, who we were, where we came from. And so we got lost and we became one of the lost Now, here's an important part of the story. If you recall, I said Papa Geppetto knew that Pinocchio was lost and he went out to find him. Well, that is the same thing with the God source. God knows that we can be lost, and God doesn't wait for us to find God. God immediately comes out and is part of who we are and is always there to help restore and find us again, right? And so that's what happens in the movie. All right, but now Papa Geppetto gets swallowed up by a whale, and so does Pinocchio, and then Pinocchio saves Papa Geppetto. Well, what the heck does that mean? Did God get swallowed up by a whale? No, but God allows himself to be lost, or allows itself to be lost with inside of us, so that we, by our own and free will can now choose to save and make the right choices to save our relationship with God. God, if you know, and I know, God doesn't make us love it respect it, honor it, appreciate it. It doesn't make us do that. It doesn't require us to do that. It doesn't force us to do that. Not like old religions say that if we don't honor God, we're going to be condemned to hell. That's all baloney. Okay, that's all nonsense. So even in this story, Papa Geppetto is allowing Pinocchio to save him. And so it's in our own human choices to come to God and to appreciate God that causes us to be our own heroes. And once we do that and make our own... To take that path, the path of righteousness and light, we become real beings, just like Pinocchio became a real live boy. And through all of this, we have our conscience, our own conscience, and we don't call it Jiminy Cricket, but it is the, uh, he calls it the Holy Spirit, okay, and the good fairy is the magic and the power that we create ourselves when when we are connected to the God force okay so that is the story of Pinocchio is us becoming real live beings and part of God and God's children through our own choices okay so lying king well Lion King is very, very special to me. And um, I'll start the, the, the translation. We're coming up to a break in a little bit. Um, and I'll complete the entire story and give you the most important message on the other side of the, the commercial break. But here, Lion King. So the characters in Li- Lion King, the most important characters in Lion King, are Mufasa. Okay. Okay. Um, then Nala, all right, uh, Scar, and then of course you have um, Timon and Pumba, and, um, and then of course Rafiki, okay? Rafiki is the, the sacred um, spiritual monkey, uh, you can, in the movie you can see that he must be a shaman, All right, represents a shaman or a priest of some kind, but definitely a spiritual leader and spiritual master in the movie. And And Pride Rock is life. Now, every single one of those characters in the movie is a reflection of us. And the movie itself is completely about us and our relationship with God and who we are our relationship with each other our relationship with the earth and life so that's that is the the preface of the movie okay so here's the beginning of the story it opens with simba being born simba represents us okay mufasa represents the God source. And of course, Mufasa with Harabi is the the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and and the mother and the father, and that always will represent God. And Simba uh, represents us, but his little friend Nala in the beginning also represents our divine feminine and our intuition. Rafiki represents the spiritual connection um, within us, the Holy Spirit that connects us to the highest source, okay? Star represents the earthly temptations of life, which is really easy to understand, the negative temptations of life. Pumbaa and Timon represent... Oh, the fun of life. Okay. And, and uh, you, you can see that the negative temptations like going after money and needing to leave um, um, and being materialistic and being judgmental and being negative or being bigoted or any of that stuff. It doesn't matter that the negative side of what earth is. And tomorrow. Most- and Pumbaa represent oh the fun of life. And in, in uh, actually, it was Sigmund Freud who divided ourselves into three parts: our ego, which is in control of making choices between the id, and the id represents um, immediate gratification and the super ego, which represents our consciousness and our spiritual side, and that the ego has to constantly make choices between the two because both other, the id and the superego, are constantly feeding messages, and the ego has to choose one or the other. So the id um, is represented both by Scar and Timon and in the movies okay because we can be tempted into those negative things and get over involved and indulge in life in the joys in the pleasures where they're no longer fun and good for us anymore they are actually detrimental to us right um, uh, like when we indulge in food and and sweets and carbs and all of these things that can actually hurt us because we're taking it out of balance um, or pleasures or fun like there's nothing wrong with going to Las Vegas and having a little fun and doing a little betting but do you need to go weekly do you need to constantly be winning money and going to and and you get involved in gambling and then the other side of life there is the fruit of the vine which which even Judaism prays over and wine which is supposed to be good even Jesus turned water into wine but when you over indulge in it it becomes an an abuse right and um even with the natural drugs in life cannabis and poppy and all of those things that the native americans and the shamans use as ritualistic sacred practices we overindulge in that as well and now we've got gummies that you can eat all day that are you know cannabis and so those are in the movie represented by scar timber um uh, Pumbaa and Tamo. Okay, so we're at commercial break, and as soon as we come back, we're going to get into the actual meaning of the story of The Lion King. Please go and... St- And I'll give you a link on YouTube to go and watch when I talk about the special scene that I want you to see. So thank you for joining me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. Come on back and hear the spiritual message that the Lion King has to give us. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
1: As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you
0: enjoy the programming... Please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Wisdom moment with Eric Butterworth.
1: How much time is enough time? You ever thought about that? How much time is enough time? Time is not a quantity. It cannot really be measured. Oh, you say, but it can. I have a watch. But the watch is synthetic. There's no way to really measure time because time is a depth. It's an allness. You may say, but I only have an hour. I only have a day. And so all you do is admit to yourself and to others that you've encased yourself in a shell. And this time frame will always frustrate your creative flow. And time for you will be a matter of the clock ticking on but it's only where you are in consciousness. So it's time to slow down, to look up, to get a sense of the eternal. And this basically is the purpose of prayer.
0: To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net.
1: Hello, this is Andrew Harvey, and I'd like to invite you to join me next February on a pilgrimage to the artistic, historical, and spiritual soul of North India. Or journey to the Sacred Heart of Sri Lanka with us next March and explore the healing depths of Buddhist traditions, meditation, and art. Both are trips for mind, body, and spirit. Learn more at sacredearthjourneys.ca.
0: Ready to roll the dice? Check out the new intention dice from Unity. Five dice, different colors, each with words that can prompt you to set an intention for the day. Create an affirmation or journal your thoughts. Roll the green die for abundance and see what comes up. Enriched, worthy, generous. Blue for health. Energetic, whole, radiant. Five dice, limitless possibilities for your life. Find them at unity.org slash dice. Elevate your life every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central with Sunny Dawn Johnston and the Angels. A best-selling author, spiritual teacher, and psychic medium, Sunny Dawn will guide you each week to transform your perceptions on what is possible and help you open your mind to some new ideas. Sunny is an expert on intuition, mediumship, and the angelic realm. Listen live and join the show with your questions or download later on demand right here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna.
1: Every time I just hear that music, it just stirs me inside. Um, yeah, so The Lion King, welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. And if you're just joining us, we were talking about the metaphysical messages that Walt Disney had uh, created in his movies and some of the most beloved and we were talking about Lion King because the Lion King is out today and I I so totally recommend everybody going to see it. And so we're talking about the metaphysical meaning and the translation then of all the characters in the movie and the story itself. So before the break, I told you that uh, God was presented by Mufasa in the movie um that symbol represents us and Nala represents the intuitive part of us. And Scar represents the negative temptations of life, the overindulging, the and then Tamon and Kumba represent the playful pleasures of life that we can get involved in. Um Rafiki the monkey represents our spiritual connection, our Holy Spirit, the cord that connects us to our highest self, to the God Force. And Pride Rock represents our lives in general. So here the story opens that Mufasa um and Harabi are very um uh, prideful because they just gave birth she just gave birth to Simba who is us so pride rock is in wonderful balance all the other animals and creatures are there honoring the birth of this child <laughs> almost represents Christmas if you really think about that and so everything is in balance including Scar that even though he's not so totally involved in everything he's in the background. He's in the background and not getting in anybody's way right now but as long as Mufasa is king and leading everything in Pride Rock is in balance is in balance okay and um, as soon as Mufasa winds up dying in the movie then everything becomes out of balance and everything else itself starts to die and decay off so here is the connection and the spiritual representation then so mufasa god as long as god is is at the front in charge of life in charge of of our highest choices everything is in complete balance but here we come along Little Simba comes along, and in the movie, Simba is, oh, he just, oh, he's so gung-ho about wanting to be a king just like his father. You know, he wants to know everything that there is to know. That also represents us in the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Knowledge and biting into that fruit. We were these little kids on earth, and, and we wanted to know everything God knew right? And basically what God was telling Simba is in time, you've got to give yourself a chance to grow up. But one of the most important things he wanted to teach him from the beginning is that everything is connected and that it touches each other, that we affect and our neighbors, and the other creatures in life. And that is a circle of life that connects everything. And that as long as the king is at the head of this circle, then the circle can act in complete balance, right? That's how the movie basically opens with Mufasa's first lesson for Simba, is that everything must... in that complete balance and the only way that it's going to remain in balance is with the king being at the head of it and to oversee it. And he says, we are not in control of life and of life. We are the guardians of it. And that all the previous leaders before even me, all the previous kings, are in the heavens looking down on you, watching over you to help you protect and guide this circle of life. So that is the opening understanding. Okay? But now we see little Simba. He goes running off and he starts, you know, talking with his uncle. He gets involved with his uncle and he starts recognizing that there's some other things in life. And what does his uncle tell him? Is his life? He knows right away that Simba wants. This big, strong, proud king, and make his father proud of him, and so he starts telling him of things of life that he doesn't need to know yet. Like he in the movie, he tells him about an elephant graveyard, and that just piques Simba's curiosity. That's the same thing as the the apple and um and the the snake telling. Eve, that oh you bite this you're gonna get all this experience and wonderful wisdom and knowledge so here scar is tempting and it's so interesting that his scar um he was named scar based on the fight that he had with his brother um mufasa then mufasa won and caused him to have a scar across his face but it really is a good name because The scars are also representational of the scars we wind up having for ourselves as children growing with the injuries and the negative messages that we have received. So in the movie, scar represents the same influence over Simba as our scars um, still influence us till today. So he tells him of, of, of this wonderful thing. And he also, and so, so Simba gets so involved in, in, in going off and doing the wrong thing. but then but then Scar is teaching Simba, okay, he's down in the gorge now, and he's teaching Simba, oh, you can develop a big, loud roar. You can put your voice out there and be heard way before he's mature enough to be able to do that. And this again entices Simba. Oh, my gosh, I can be big. I can be important to my father. Right. And and that really is our intent as well. We want to be such big beings when we come down here on Earth and act so big and involved in things that actually pull us away. So what winds up happening? Because Simba is so um, on impressing his father and growing up so quickly okay he causes his father's death his father winds up getting trampled the temptations of life wind up separating literally separating because in the movie scar is who kills um Mufasa but it's through the separation of Mufasa on ground and so that is through simba's involvement in wanting to prove himself to his father so what happens he simply separates from the god source simba is detached from mufasa now and so god it's as if god is dead to simba and so there's a detachment and right away Simba feels immediately guilty, and he gets the message that he should run off and never return again. So he does, as we do. We wind up making mistakes. We wind up feeling bad in our youth about who we are because of the messages. We buy into the message. Scar made Simba feel so guilty that he was the one that caused the death of his father. And so when we're children growing up and the negative message is you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not bright enough, you're not lovable enough, we blame ourselves for everything, right? And so we feel so bad that we detach from the God source and we run away from ourselves. And we do that through repression and suppression and all the other defense mechanisms we have that I've always talked about. And so Simba runs away. Okay. And who does he wind up coming across once he runs away? I mean, we've got to continue in life, right? Even though we may be detaching from ourselves. So we start listening to the other influences of life. And Pumbaa and Timon come along and tell Simba, oh, don't have any worries. They actually try to teach him the opposite nothing is connected, nobody is influenced by you, nobody has to influence you at all don't touch anybody else's life just do what you want and have fun and don't worry about it and doesn't that seem to be what we're doing today we detach from our uh, each other we don't care about our brothers and sisters anymore Um, we even become angry with them because that's what happens when you detach from somebody emotionally and you don't feel you're connected and responsible and so Simba grows up with the attitude that, um, a carefree attitude, at least he he convinces himself, this is what I've done my work on, the, the second set of beliefs that we create for ourselves to shield and hide and protect us from the first set of beliefs, right? So what does Simba do? Creates a whole new set of beliefs and he completely, for the most part, forgets about what happened in the past and all guilt and hurt and scars all right until one day because simba was gone um nala nala the intuition couldn't stand the idea of simba not being around anymore and nobody being there to help Pride Rock is completely falling apart, so she goes out to seek help. She goes out without knowing to seek Simba. Just as our intuition is always within us, the God force within us will always come to seek us, even though we've detached. Just like um, Papa Geppetto went out to seek pinocchio okay so through nala the god force is coming to seek out simba and she finds him and she reminds him that he is the king that he is supposed to take his place and he is guilt-ridden no i can't i can't go back you don't understand um and because of all the pains that he has so he ignores and talks himself out of listening to nala Okay, um, so we do that. We hear our inspirations. We hear our intuition telling us the right steps, the right path to take. And we will talk ourselves out of it because of those new set of beliefs, hakuna matata, those set of beliefs that make us feel good about ourselves. We'd rather hold on to that and ignore what we're really feeling and really believing about ourselves and just forget the past, right? That's exactly what we do until... In the movie, Rafiki finds Simba, the Holy Spirit, the host of hosts, the part that is completely connected to the God Force. Never giving up, the God Force is constantly seeking us out. And eventually, it will find us. And in the movie, Rafiki finds Simba. And this is the most important scene in the movie. So Rafiki is sitting there and, and finds um, Simba. And Simba's like, you're annoying. Leave me alone. Who are you? Um, uh, and he, he says, oh, you are the son of Mufasa. Uh, and he says, oh, you knew my father? He said, correction, I know your father. And Simba says, no, you're mistaken. My father is dead. No, Rafiki says, he's alive. And I will show him to you. Okay, and so now Simba's like, so. So here we are in life going through thinking that the greatest part of us is gone, is dead. But we constantly through messages, we we get whether it be new books that we see out there, new thought movements and spiritual centers that are giving messages, unity radio that comes gives messages and it is constantly there now to remind us that there is a god that it is part of us that we are magnificent and we are kings and queens but this in the movie it always represents the one source together okay and so there's always these messages because the god force always comes seeking us through these inspirations so here in the movie simba says okay i'll follow you and rafiki brings him to a lake and a pond, and he says, look there, and you will see your father. And Simba at first looks in the pond, only sees his own reflection and says, no, that's not my father, that's just me. And Rafiki says, no, look deeper. And when as soon as Simba gives himself a chance to truly look within, look beyond the pains, look beyond the adult-made mind that I talk about and the uh, environmental-made mind where all our maladaptive self-beliefs are when we look beyond that what do we come to we come to the soul and so looking into the soul we see the god simba sees his father's reflection in in the pond and all of a sudden once he recognizes and sees it his father comes to him in the heavens and talks to him and hears the most important lines now my only disappointment oh my god with the new movie is they changed these important lines in the original cartoon and version okay here Mufasa comes God comes to Simba Mufasa comes to Simba and says Simba you have forgotten me and Simba says haven't I haven't forgotten you and he says you have you have forgotten me because you have forgotten who you are you must take your rightful place as the king ah I don't know why they change that but what God is saying is you can't even know me until you know who you are and you are king, you are me. And it wasn't until Simba looked in the pond and went through his pains and his hurts and his defense mechanisms and finally saw the God within him. And in seeing the God within him, he was then able to communicate with him. And God immediately said, you have to take your rightful place as king. So here God Mufasa is telling his son Simba who represents us you are you are God and when you take that place again as God what happened so Simba wakes up and and in the cartoon movie they cut this out of the movie to the new movie which bothers me you've got to go back and watch the cartoon I actually am putting the piece of the video on my Facebook page so you can go there and see the scene that I'm talking about but Simba's talking to Rafiki now and he's contemplating what just happened and and Simba said it's so hard to go back and and Rafiki says Yes, the past can be very painful and hurt. And he smacks him over the head with his wand that he carries. And Simba's like, oh, wow, ouch, why did you do that? And he says, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Yes, the past can hurt, but it's in the past. And you can't get hurt again by going back and facing the past. It's only a memory that you're afraid of. It's not a truth. And once Simba hears that, what does he do? He goes running back to Pride Rock. And of course, he finds Nala, reconnects with his intuition, reconnects with all his strength, and overtakes and wins the battle between him and his own scars. Scar. And when he does that, everything in Pride Rock comes back to balance again. And so, and everybody happily ever after. So what is the conclusion then to all of this? Yes, yes, okay. So we came down here on earth and in getting involved as children, we were only children when we came here. And even now we're still children and I'm not even talking about our biological age. I'm talking about our evolutionary age truly on this earth and planet and you can look and see how everybody is acting like a child and a kid when they're caught up in their negativity they're caught up in their greed and making money and they're caught up in all of this other stuff of earth and life completely forgetting that they are kings and queens that they are themselves and so all we have to do then in order to get it all back, is have the courage. That's why it's the male part is rep in this movie as, the, as as that part even though the importance and the balance is between the divine feminine and the divine masculine okay? we really, even on the earth today, if you think about the complaints we have about each of the genders and how women were being abused and now men are being completely torn apart, you don't understand that you're causing more damage than you are good yes, it's wonderful that all this righteousness is occurring and that women are standing for men and and standing up for themselves however in the process of standing up for yourself you can't putting down that which you need as much as as yourself we need a balance between the male and the female if we don't have the balance externally we're not balance internally and if we don't have the balance internally we're not going to have it externally the importance of the male the divine male side in you is it gives you the courage it gives you the courage to believe in yourself and stand for yourself and go back and find god for yourself really so the intuition may tell you that you have a connection and the intuition may remind you of all wonderful messages that you receive but it's got to be the courageous male side of you that says okay I've been hurt my past has been terrible I've I've been tormented what you wind up saying about your past but I'm going back to become who i meant to become. I am meant to become the leader. I am meant to have my life in complete balance. I am meant to be able to manifest achieve all i want i am meant and i deserve to do that they've done it before me everybody who's done it before me that are in the heavens are watching over me and helping me and guiding me and if i just allow it that strength will come through me again the god force never waits for you to find it it will do everything it can to find you but it will only give you the opportunity to accept its love, its power, its ability. It waits for you even though it comes to find you, just like Papa Geppetto allowing allowed himself basically to be swallowed up by the whale and allowed Pinocchio to save him. The God force will allow you to save it, to save God within you. And so that is the meaning of the movie Lion King. Now, go watch Lion King that way. And if you don't tear up at the end with that understanding, with that spiritual mindset, then I don't know what will make you tear up. Okay? So, Go after life. Go after and find the God within you. Um, You deserve that more than you even know. It makes no difference the mistakes you made in your life. It makes no difference where you are at now. And here is the promise of life and what all the new thought movements and spiritual centers and unity messages were always about. You can start now with a fresh brand new belief. You don't have to accept any of those maladaptive beliefs. You don't have to think that you're not good enough and just because you didn't receive the nurturing that you required when you were younger the the belief systems that would allow you to, to go after your dreams in life and to bring out your own passions just because you didn't have that doesn't mean you can't go after that today so I want to thank you all for joining me I hope you had fun in listening to this and my other um, metaphysical translations of not only the Bible but the other Disney movies. There's so many more. Please go to vincentjenna.com to find out more information and to contact me anytime. Go to my Facebook page. Um, it's Vincent Jenna M S W is my Facebook fan page. You can communicate with me through. That. Um, send me questions. Join me next week on my um, Unity. I'm trying to actually bring that up again um i will have special guest that's right special guest next week suzanne wilson the carefree medium i'm going to be working with her in september you need to hear her story how she went an executive director at a very big corporate business to being a psychic medium and 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 a scientifically proven psychic So join me next week and stay tuned for all the other Unity Radio shows online today. You can always go back and listen to the podcast. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show and go out there and become the leader and king again and God. So everybody have a week and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio,
0: the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.